Hey, it's a great Friday broadcast. We bring you everything that you need to know about Chuck Grassley and the uh, the FBI documentation that really kind of doesn't look good. Also, Bill O'Reilly is here. He tells us he doesn't think that Joe Biden will make it to the end of the year. We have some breaking news on Fox News, uh, a, a an exclusive story that it really kind of hurts to share. Um, but I think it's important you know what's happening at Fox News. You can find that story at glenbeck.com, and it's also on today's podcast. That and so much more on today's podcast, brought to you by Sweatblock. Hi, I'm Glenn, and I'm not Jeffy. <laughs> Jeffy sweats like a pig. And if you've ever seen a pig sweat, well, you probably don't know because they roll around in the mud, so they're always wet. But believe me, they sweat a lot, and so does Jeffy. That's why Jeffy and pigs recommend sweat block. Now, it's kind of like Irish Spring, made for pigs, but I like it too. Uh, I have, uh, well, I'm sweating now, and there's no reason because I'm in a air-conditioned room, but that's just the lovable kind of character I am. Yeah, a little pig in me, too. And I use Sweatblock. May I recommend Sweatblock? When you use Sweatblock, I use the wipes, and I'm telling you, you don't, you don't sweat like you normally do. You don't smell, and it can, it can last days. For me, it lasts about a week. Try their wipes. It's a completely different experience in antiperspirant and deodorant. It's Sweatblock. Go to Sweatblock.com, use the promo code BECK, and save. Sweatblock.com slash BECK. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Our nation, is it's obvious, is in trouble. Uh, our president is feeble and increasingly feeble-minded um and and all indications are that he is wildly corrupt uh what happened yesterday um in the house hearings is shocking to say the least i mean we have all the documents i i gave them to you two years ago to show you that all of this stuff was going on but now to hear it in front of Congress under uh, under oath and to see the paperwork actually being introduced to Congress and to the United States is shocking that no one seems to care, especially as we are on the war, uh, on the war path uh, with the same country he was involved in. Somebody who is very on top of this and very concerned about war powers and everything that we're doing right now is Senator Mike Lee, and he joins me now to discuss it. Hi, Mike. How are you, sir? Doing great, Glenn. It's good to be with you as always. Thank you. So, Mike, first, let me get your read on what happened yesterday with Grassley. How important or damaging or not important is that? Well, look, these forms, this this form, this documentation that Senator Grassley released, it's got a lot of detail in it. Detail that is going to help lead an investigation, help prompt more investigations into exactly what happened and into what these whistleblowers have to say. It is fascinating, though, how many media outlets, or I should say how few media outlets, are having anything to do with it. It's like a non-story, rather 
talk about something entirely different, anything, anything other than this. I mean, they'd rather write an article about National Sofa Care Month and the best ways to celebrate it than they would <laughs> talk about this form. Uh, so you tried to get uh, the Senate to uh, to reinforce what the Constitution says, that a treaty, a NATO treaty, does not cut the Congress out. It's not an act of war. A treaty will say that an attack on one is an attack on all, but Congress then needs to act to uh, declare war, right? That's right. That's right. It, and in fact, it, it's, a, it's a very simple amendment. This amendment was offered by Senator Rand Paul, uh, in connection with the National Defense Authorization Act. And he and I worked in uh, tag team formation to, to get our colleagues on board. Now, I really thought this one would be a pretty easy lift, especially with Republicans, but probably with a whole bunch of Democrats as well. In fact, one could argue that it should have been an even easier lift with Democrats. Republicans love the Constitution and talk about it a lot. Some Democrats do too, uh, in, in those same terms. And a lot of Democrats have historically been war suspicious, war leery. And Correct. Correct. So that should be good for this. But, Glenn, we got only 16 votes, only 16 votes for in the entire United States Senate. There are 100 of us, of course, who are willing to vote for an amendment that simply says, if we're going to go to war in defense of a NATO ally, that doesn't supersede the need under the Constitution, for Congress to grant an AUMF or, you know, pass a declaration of war. Only 16 members voted for it. Now, one might have thought that their reasoning would have been, well, it's, um, uh, uh, of course, this is true. It's, it's obvious that the Constitution isn't superseded. But no, as I was whipping this on the floor of the Senate, uh, person after person would say something like, oh, no, We've ratified the NATO treaty and Article 5 of the NATO treaty uh, makes it clear that we've got to go to war with these people. Well, it doesn't. What? It doesn't, Glenn. Article 5 of the Why? NATO treaty just, it just says we have to, that, that we will decide what steps to take to stand up for and defend the sovereignty of a NATO ally uh, that has been attacked. And then Article 11 of the NATO treaty makes clear that every nation, not just in ratifying, but in implementing the terms of the NATO treaty, uh, needs to go through its constitutional processes for doing stuff that it does in connection with the treaty. It could not be clearer, Glenn, nor could it be clearer that you can't deem a provision of the Constitution undone simply by a treaty. That doesn't work. And yet only 16 votes out of 100. So, Mike, I am so concerned. We're talking to Senator Mike Lee. Um, Mike, I am so concerned, you know, that the paper that uh, Grassley put out and even our own internal investigations, which took us a year to do two years ago, shows that uh, Biden, at least his family, and I believe Joe Biden and others within the Democratic Party are deeply involved in corruption in ukraine we're sending billions of dollars over one of the guys that is actually listed uh as saying that the president's son is dumber than the ceo's dog he now is a chief advisor of zelensky 
I mean, I am very concerned that we are involved in something that is enriching people that we don't know and that there could very well be deals made to get us involved in war. I mean, you can't have a president and you can't have a, a, a Democratic Party and then a, apparently warmongering Republicans all hepped up on going to war when you have these kinds of questions out there. We're going to be sending our sons and daughters to die for what? For what? For what? And when and why and under what unholy circumstances might this relationship have started back when Correct. Joe Biden went over to Ukraine and instructed that the prosecutor be fired, apparently. It's the same comment uh, uh, about which he re- later reflected. Well, I told him they had to fire the prosecutor and, well, son of a bitch, they fired him. What prompted that? Jeez. What, what prompted that? What happened three months earlier that prompted him to do that? And what sequence of events was set in motion then, then. that might be influencing, inevitably would be influencing what's happening now? And so, look, the, 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 the House committees looking into this are, are doing yeoman's work on it. I wish we'd be doing those same things in the Senate. We certainly would be if Republicans had the majority. And we certainly should be, even though we don't have the majority. And yet the Democrats are whistling past the graveyard on this. Meanwhile, the mainstream media, which is essentially their press operation of the Democratic Party, is saying nothing. I have some uh, disturbing news in about an hour we're going to release. We're giving Fox a chance to respond Uh, So we can include their response in our reporting, but I have an exclusive story in about an hour that is so disheartening on Fox. It is just it's they are gone uh, as an ally to the average person, I think. Um, And now we need uh, voices more than ever before. Last week, Mike, uh, you were trying to figure out the ordering of the selected reserve when we called them up uh, to, you know, stand up for uh, the NATO operation on Ukraine, we looked into it. And the only time this has happened is before a major skirmish or war. Are we that close to war? It really does worry me that we could be. This is the kind of thing one might do if one had reason to believe that we were that close to war doesn't mean that that's exactly what's happening, but it, it's hard to read it other ways and w- without some sort of indication from the White House, from the Pentagon, that that's what's going on or that that's what we could be facing. And it's not like they would be fully inclined to tell the country in advance of whenever they decide they're ready to tell the country that. And so that's why those two events, that, that troop mobilization order, um, uh, that, that you were just mentioning, coupled with this week's odd vote uh, uh, on which there had oddly been a lot of lobbying done uh, w- with members. Do you know who weighed in affirmatively on that no. vote that we were just talking about? The Department of Defense. No. Why the 
heck is the Department of Defense lobbying on something like this? Why the heck is the Department of Defense coming out with its own position wow. on this? They are not the custodians of the Constitution. The people are. And the people's elected representatives in the House of Representatives and in the Senate have an obligation, having sworn an oath to the Constitution, to do their Boy, own if that's not if that's not Eisenhower's warning uh, coming true, that that is amazing. Industrial conflict. Yep. Oh my this, gosh! This, this is terribly disturbing. Why the heck is the Department of Defense taking a position on this amendment? Who benefits from that, and who could be harmed by that? And what sane person would ever think? But it was even relevant, much less persuasive, what the Department of Defense thinks about the U.S. Constitution. Look, the Department of Defense has done a lot of things to make the American people safe. I'll grant them that. They're good at doing a handful of things that only they can do. And by handful of things, I mean military things. That's what they're good at. But their expertise is certainly not, you know, telling us what the Constitution means. And I don't think they should be given like tough they should be neutral. They should be neutral. They work for the people and the Constitution for them to come out and have an opinion on what the Constitution says is not their place at all. And I will tell you, Mike, you're right to be suspicious uh, the military industrial complex, somebody is making a lot of money right now. And I don't think it's the good people of Ukraine. Um, thank you for putting up the fight that you do every day, Mike. I appreciate it. I know you get a lot of heat from the media uh, and most of them are lies. In fact, I think all of them are lies or half truths about you. I'm really glad that you're in the Senate. Thank you for keeping up the fight, Mike. Thanks so much, Glenn. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Georgia State Representative, now a Republican, Misha Maynard, is joining us now. Hello, Misha. How are you? I am great, Glenn. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to get you on. I I don't know how much we even agree on, but I believe that um, a healthy country is one that has people who have reasonable disagreements as long as you agree on the constitution's bill of rights i'm on your side um why did you leave the democratic party i left the party for several reasons there were several bills that have come through over the past three years that i completely disagree with the democrats on and those bills are some core values for them um meaning education, public safety, and systems over people. I fundamentally do not agree with their stance. I fundamentally agree with the Republicans on their stance with that. But what's more important is I don't like political propaganda. Now, yes, both sides may do it. um, But when it comes to my constituents, we don't have the opportunity to have political propaganda be an oversight to what is really going on when it comes to kitchen table issues. And so that is ultimately why I changed parties. So what do you mean by kitchen table propaganda? Meaning we, well, the Democrats will talk about January 6th as if 
that impacted the kids in the schools failing, right? 97% of the kids in my school cannot read. That is a problem. 2% math. 97, that's what I said, three away from 100%. So if you don't believe that children like that need an option, we have a fundamental disagreement where I cannot stand with you any longer. The other thing is defunding the police. Um, It's interesting. I had a conversation with another um, radio show earlier this day, earlier today, and he said, Democrats, do not did not support defunding the police. I said they don't what? now. I said they don't now, but they did. And when the bill in Georgia was out to defund the police, I again did not vote with the Democrats on that. I voted with the Republicans. I don't support defunding the police. No one in my community supports defunding the police. And now that everyone realizes we do not need to defund the police. Now the Democrats will say, we never said that, but that is absolutely not true. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I just can't (laughs) take the lies. You know, I can disagree with people and we can have a good, healthy conversation on that and walk away friends. I cannot take the lies. And the way I mean, the African-American community has been in many ways enslaved by the Democrats. They they just have been brainwashed into believing that the Republicans are all evil and they're going to, as Joe Biden said, put you back in chains. Uh, and the Democratic policies are good for the black community. Uh, that may have been true at one point. I don't think it was, but uh, it might have been true at one point. But it is certainly not true now. It's killing the inner cities. I agree. And the a Bible scripture that I give people is Exodus 14, 9 through 14, where people are enslaved and they tell Moses, please let us stay with our slave master. We do not want to have the chance to see what opportunity is. We would rather stay slaves. And unfortunately, um, people were slaves, right? And so it is, if you have a system Um, that is continuing to enslave your spirit and your mind, um, we end up right where we are. And so I'm asking minorities, black Americans in particular, look around you. There's not a Republican. There's not a white person that has been over your local school board, um, at the county commissioner's office, at the state legislature. So we cannot blame Republicans or white people for what is happening in our communities. It has been black Democrats that have been leading the policies where you live. So you are, I mean, you are the devil now with, (laughs) uh, with, (laughs) with Democrats. I mean, the messages that you have received, uh, you know, calling you the, n-word saying that you're following blindly a stain on society that needs to be uh flushed an uncle tom b uh a jemima mf trader i mean you uh, uh, the hatred is beyond understanding it is beyond understanding coming from the party of tolerance um, I think that sh- is showing America how 
intolerant um, Democrats are. So it's important for people like you and your listeners to go to my website, MishaMainer.com, because I have a a battle ahead of me. I need your support. I can't do it alone. Um, It's hard to take on an entire system nationwide. It's not just Georgia. You know, I'm receiving hate messages from across the country from Democrats, but I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for what's right. Um, I'm pretty sound in my convictions. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm confident in who I am, so they can call me anything they want. I'm, I know who I am. My family knows who I am. My my children know who I am. So mm. I'm praying for them. That, that is the uh, most important thing. I know when I started this, I had a long conversation with my children, and I said, Dad's going to be saying things, and it's going to be ugly, and, you know, I just want to know you know who I am, and you never forget who I am, because there's going to be all kinds of things said about me that aren't true. Some are true, but most of it is not. Um, Misha, um, as you go into your constituents and you meet the people on the street, et cetera, et cetera, we know what the, the – uh, the real strong activists are saying, what are your constituents saying to you? Great point. They are saying, Representative Maynard, we support you. We don't care what alphabet is next to your name. You have been in our community helping us. Um, No one has brought light to issues in the past 50 years until you came into office. So we wholeheartedly support you. The other thing is for every one hate mail. Um, There are 100 letters of support. And so my community is behind me. It's going to take some education. Um, What people, I need to let people know is that in November during the general election, you may not see my name on your primary ballot and that's okay. But when it comes to November, you have my name there and you have my option and you can switch sides just like they did with Herschel Walker and Warnock. Misha, um, you know, there was a a story that I read about you. It says you become the first black Republican woman in state legislature. And I think um, that is so uh, misleading. It is absolutely true, but it is misleading in the way it people just think that they're, you know, in Georgia, there would never be a, a black Republican in the 1860s and 70s, I think there was, what did I say earlier, Stu, 72 black Republicans that were part of the Constitutional Convention and the legislature in Georgia. I mean, if you were in the South and you were a Republican back in the day, uh, you were most likely black. And it, it's just in those years, uh, you know, starting maybe in the 20s and 30s that things started to change. Um, but the, the Republican Party, when they're at their best and and being who they're supposed to be, they were the champions of the little guy. They were the champions of freedom. They were the champions of of uh, freedom for all men. Absolutely. And I would even say it's more recent than the 20s and 30s. I think, you know, with Lyndon and Kennedy, that 
kind of change the tides of um, black folks, if you will, turning from Republican to Democrat. So, and also with the Roosevelt. Um, but yeah, you're right. Correct. There are more than just black. I'm not the only black Republican in yeah. Georgia. So by far, I'm not. In fact, you know, it's stigma. I told in my press conference, for whatever reason, there's a stigma to be a Republican if you're black. It's a stigma to be gay if you're black. And it's a stigma to commit suicide if you're black. Those are three things in black culture you just cannot do. Um, and I hope it's that. I hope so, too. Misha, thank you so much. Um, stay strong. Um, and thank you for speaking your mind and following your conscience. Appreciate it. Thank you. MishaMaynard.com, and I appreciate you. Okay, MishaMaynard.com is her website, and she does have quite a fight. Uh, she'll be fighting the entire Democratic Party. Uh, MishaMaynard.com. Thank you, Misha. Appreciate it. The best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to introduce you to somebody who has worked in the media for 15 years. Her career began. Do we have any like storytelling music, Sarah, we could use on her career began in a traditional broadcast media in Canada as a reporter for a Christian news magazine that aired on network television. She wrote columns for national newspapers that appeared in the Sun and National Post. You may not have heard of them, but Canada has heard of them and her. She produced rule breakers such as Ezra Levant and Gavin McGinnis and John Stossel. In 2016, she made the leap, the leap from Fox News to conservative digital media, where she built a Washington, D.C. bureau and led programming and production for Mark Levin's CRTV, which later, you might know, became Blaze TV. She's now director of programming for Blaze Media, executive producer for our networks and our live events like the summit that you saw in Iowa last Friday. And despite what Stu may say, she's the executive producer for all Glenn Beck content. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Ratliff Fellman. Hi, Hello, Ricky. Hi, Glenn. Hi. So, um, not to make you more nervous, because I know you were vomiting here just a few minutes ago before we went on the air. Don't worry. You, me, 10 million people and uh, Fox News. And you are going to break an exclusive that, honestly, you worked at Fox News. I worked at Fox News. Bill said, Bill O'Reilly was on today, and he said he's just heartbroken at what's happening to them. Um, but this is a really big deal. Can you tell the story here of what we have been informed uh, that is going on? Yes. Thank you for that lead up. That definitely helped my nerves. Um, sure. <laughs> in all serious, though, I'm going to give a disclaimer. So I worked at Fox from 2013 to 2016, and I really did enjoy my time there. I would not be doing what I'm doing today here at this network if it weren't for the experience that I got there. Um Around April, uh, or whenever the Dominion news came out, and then the Tucker news came out, I started to have some nervous Fox News staffers reach out to me, and, um, and understandably so. I think what happened to Fox with the Dominion lawsuit is probably unfair. There were legitimate criticisms of Dominion's technology that were led by mainstream news and Democrats, 
prior to the election and election certification. So mm-hmm. all that to say, I don't think that's what's happened to him is fair, but I do understand why staffers are nervous and have reached out. And earlier this week, I got a tip from a former staffer about a program inside the company's HR portal. And I, I could not believe it. I said, no way, no way. I don't, this is too absurd. I'm, I have to see this with my own eyes. And so I started to reach out to some sources inside Fox News. Um, I have three, two who are current employees at Fox and one who is a former producer at Fox. And all of them have loved working there. They are all missional employees, meaning that they are driven by the values of, yes, the conservative audience, the Fox's core audience. So I was given a video tour of the company portal. So I watched them log in um, with their ID and they went to what's called a Fox giving app. Inside the company portal, let me paint a picture. You can see Slack. You can see other apps that people would use for their workday. And then there's this uh, other app called Fox Giving. And it's actually um, put together by a third-party app called Benevity based in, in Canada. But through it, employees can search for their favorite charity and they can make a donation and Fox will match up to $1,000 annually. And uh, the charities that they brought to my attention Um, they're not what you might consider to be a typical charity. Like when you think charity, you think Samaritan's Purse, Mercury One. And yes, those charities are on their website. You can donate to them if you're a Fox employee and Fox will match up to $1,000. So maybe you'll see some, something from that at Mercury One, Glenn. But there are some other organizations that were there and available for employees to donate to. That shocked me. Um, I'd like to call up some graphics. Uh, let's go to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> so uh, there's a Planned Parenthood graphic. Hopefully, if you're watching on Blaze TV, you can see exactly what I was shown in the portal and the employee input, um, like a do- like a dollar amount. And you can see there that Fox has 100% donation matching for Planned Parenthood. A um, little bit antithetical to some of the things that they espouse on air about pro-life causes. But uh, anyways, let's uh, now go to the Trevor Project. That's also an option. For those of you that are unfamiliar with the Trevor Project, they help promote um, LGBTQ services. And they are most recently known for supporting legislation for what they call gender-affirming care, but what Fox's core audience would refer to as child gender mutilation. Uh, I'm going to go to a real fun one. This is kind of ironic. Uh, you can also donate to the Southern Poverty Law Center. This is ironic oh because... Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, Southern Poverty Law Center has referred to many of the Fox News hosts as hate mongers and as Fox News as a oh, yeah. hate-filled organization. Many of the hosts have been attacked by Southern Poverty Law Center. There are many good hosts at Fox who have done reporting on them and have uncovered just how they are, in fact, hateful. Um, So that's bizarre. You can actually read more of this uh, in our exclusive. You can find it at glennbeck.com right now. Um, It's our exclusive on these whistleblowers. And then my favorite 
uh, charity, I use quotation marks, if you can see this on Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn, use code dumpfox for 30 off. Um, my favorite here is, uh, I'd like to call it Satanic Temple One. Yes, uh, you can donate the to- The Satanic Temple, and you, they will match 100%? Yes. Uh, so you can uh, go to this charity, which, by the way, full disclosure, they say that they don't worship Satan. They are just Satanists. They also. What do you think <laughs> Satan would say? Uh, I haven't asked him. I try not to talk to him much. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but one of my favorite things Jeez. that is actually not highlighted in this graphic is in this. Uh, app it says cause website it lists the hyperlink to the satanic temple.com um and then find more causes in salem massachusetts tagged with i crap you not religion satan satanic so if there's any fox staffers that are you know in the mood to donate to a charitable cause like the satanic temple you can do that and fox can match that up to a hundred percent um, th- yes, and it, there should be a follow-up. Yeah, you're seeing there where the staffer input $1,000, and we were able to see that, in fact, the system does show that it's eligible for matching. You know, you couldn't say a lot of things, and we reached out to Fox, and the reason why we didn't break this earlier is because we wanted to give Fox enough time to respond. And my expected response, they didn't respond, but what I would expect them to say is, this is third-party company. Uh, and we don't have anything to do with that. However, uh, I know my company, Mercury, would not do it. The Blaze would not do that. The minute we would see that you could uh, donate to the Satanic Temple, our values would say, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to. And if we have somebody that wants to give to the Satanic Temple, um, you know, maybe we should have a meeting because I don't want a lot of Satanists walking around Fox News. Uh, it, it is, it, to me, this is just another deep example of how Fox News has changed and has sold themselves out to the ESG movement. The real answer on this is they're probably not Satanist. I, I'm pretty sure of that. Although, uh, listen to my interview with Tucker Carlson on God. Um, but they... Uh, they have sold out to the woke culture and they are not the people that were on a mission for so many years. Can I jump in here? And I just want to read some of the quotes that I got from these um, sources. They say Fox pretends to care about Christians, but some of the stuff they push internally suggests otherwise glory holes, trans surgeries for kids and potential donations to Satan are a huge slap in the face to every Christian at the company. And we resent it. Um, there's another staffer that said it became clear certain things weren't going to be tolerated on air anymore after Tucker was gone. We were told, lay off Dylan Mulvaney. That's the famous TikToker who got Bud Light destroyed, uh, yeah, yeah. incidentally. Once I realized we couldn't say certain things on air anymore, I started to dig more into the reality of the corporate views. Uh, another staffer said um, they intimated that that Fox has capitulated to the woke left. And this they're saying it's driven by the HR, corporate uh, lawyers. Sure. There are a lot of good hosts and good people that work there that really believe in the values and are aligned with their core audience. But they said a this, lot. Right. They're saying this this is a means of signaling to whatever ESG police are out there to say, don't come yep. for us. So these these people, these sources, I thank them for trusting me. They were terrified to talk. Um, but and they, they have loved be. working there. 
However, they hope by telling this story, they don't do this with Glee, that fo- that Fox will maybe course correct, at least internally. I highly doubt it. Uh, by the way, you can find this story at glenbeck.com. This is an exclusive at glenbeck.com. Also, um, we urge you to dump Fox, to wake up and support. If it's not us, maybe it's the Daily Wire. Maybe it's, I don't care who it is. If they are giving you the truth and they are risking uh, giving you the truth every day and they are not complying to the woke culture, please support them. If you choose that being Blaze TV, we welcome you. And we have a promo code good today for uh, 30% off. It's dump Fox blaze TV.com slash Glenn. Ricky, thank you uh, so much. I say my pleasure, but that was painful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you weren't alone. Uh, I think the audience felt that too. (laughs) 